1: It is Friday, and we are here to break down the MLB
2: slate on this Friday. Terry, man, how's it going, man? Doing good, Jace. Good to be here. Nice uh, way to end the week, getting on the uh, air. Last minute change here for me, so uh, scrambling a little bit the last hour, putting some stuff together. But, uh, yeah, doing good. Getting caffeinated over here, so uh, looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Get, get, you got a go-to coffee there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, this one's a uh, just a little Cafe Bustelo. I do the uh, Keurig system, but I have a little refillable cups, so I'm just buying bricks of Cafe Bustelo at the bodega over here for right now. But uh, usually, I like to mix it up, you know, get different, uh, you know, fancy coffees and stuff. No real favorite, but I like like a nice dark, like you know, something a little bite to it. What about you? uh, Dude, I'm just
1: relaxing man i had a i had a long day yesterday i think i got done about uh two o'clock in the morning so uh, it was a <laughs> you know it's uh you know, since I do obviously a lot of MMA stuff, so we got uh, fight card tonight, fight card tomorrow. So it's uh, it's, it's been a busy uh, 24 hours or so for me. But, yeah, man, I'm you know, ready, ready to break this slate down before. Of course, we're sponsored by Super Draft. We'll tell you about the great offer Super Draft has for our viewers. Uh, but uh, let's talk about last night. First off, just kind of – first off, I think we got to – if we're going to talk about last night, we got to start with the royal stack. If you went with that top stack, one, two, three – uh, Merrifield, Salar, and Perez, eight for 14,
2: six runs, six RBIs, and two home runs. Yeah, I tell you, I mean, that was, uh, not a big spot on my radar yesterday, and, uh, they really, really came through. You know, that was a key to unlocking those top of the GPP standings that, for basically every tournament that I saw, everything that I was in, so... I had a few shares, but not nearly enough. I think that's how I started off my column last night. It was, well, looks like we don't have enough Royals. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, hell of a game by those guys, though. I mean, Merrifield was, uh, was a monster yesterday.
1: Yeah, you look at some, uh, uh, you know, two pitching notes really stick out to you. First off, you got, you know, Bundy going go a complete game, uh, only gives a one earned run in 10Ks. And if you if you had the Braves, yeah, you, you got a good start there, too.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know Bundy was uh, was lights out, excellent start uh, against the uh, Mariners, and it was a spot that uh, talking to Emac the night before, you know, that I really liked targeting that spot. We actually covered that one two nights in a row because we had been listed uh, the night before previously um, before uh, Teron came back. Uh, so it was a spot I liked two days in a row, and then somehow ended up with not enough. <laughs> it's a typical, typical me, but uh, Tucson was nice to see. You know, Alex had him high ranked in the uh, top starters tool early in the day. He fell down a little bit in, you know, ranking wise, but the percentage was still right there for being the top, uh, most likely top starter and could put up a heck of a game. So that was nice to see.
1: Uh, You know, some other hitting performances you got to bring up, you know, Ramirez three for five, a triple home run, four RBIs. JT, Real Muto, two for four, two runs, a home run, three RBIs. Uh, Anybody else,
2: uh, you know, as you you think of last night, that sticks out to you? Those were, I tell you, those were a couple of ones that were kind of popping in my head. You know, anytime you can get a catcher performance like that, that's just bonus here, right? And Rimuto is a great catcher option, you know, between him and Grandal, those are two of the go-to catcher options for offense. And uh, you get a game like that out of him, that's a big difference maker on the slate. So uh, love to see that. And uh, yeah, those are, those were the ones that really stuck out to me, I think.
1: Of course, uh, we're here to break down this slate—a 13-game main slate on DraftKings. Uh, you can play the two early games, uh, 6:05 games. Uh, which, of course, is Baltimore and the Nats and the Rays and the Yanks. I think uh, both me and Terry will be uh, paying attention at that Rays versus the game as a, sure. a Rays fan. And, uh, you know, we'll see. You know, just in terms of that game, especially maybe someone's going to play on FanDuel. You know, Blake Snell still stretching himself out. How long will he go? Uh, you know, his last start against the Orioles, you know, got up to a great start. You know, first two innings and kind of things fell apart. So I think that'll be interesting if someone wants to play on the FanDuel side of things.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of strikeouts in that Yankee lineup. So even if Snell only goes four innings, you could still see seven, eight strikeouts out of the guy, you know. So uh, that would probably be something I would take a look at there. I don't expect a ton out of Tanaka today. Uh, You know, He's uh, kind of on a short leash as he's coming back from taking that line drive, screaming 106-mile-an-hour line drive to the forehead. But I honestly don't know how he's still alive, let alone pitching. So uh, I don't know that I would lean too much into Tank, but uh, I might take a look at Snell there. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Uh, but, of course, that main slate starts off at, at 7.05. Uh, you know, Tigers and the Pirates are going to kick this slate off. Uh, you know, let's,
2: uh, let's get your take on this one, man. Yeah, so Tigers-Pirates, we've got Matt Boyd and Chad Cool. You know, I'm not a huge fan of either pitcher. I think Cool's going to go uh, like four innings, something like that, then uh, hand over to uh, the bullpen. So he's not really an opener, not really a starter. He's kind of in that uh, lost space in the middle. Um, Not a guy I really uh, would go too much anyway, you know, 20% uh, strikeout, 9% uh, walk rate for his career. Lefty power can get to him a little bit, so maybe take a look at some of the uh, left-handed bats on the Tigers. Not that there's many that we really like, but maybe like a Kristen Stewart could get into him. Um, Boyd on the other side, good amount of Ks, you know, 30% strikeout rate last year, 388 XBIP. Not a guy I love, but he kept the walks under control, uh, gives up home runs. You know, vulnerable to the long ball. Uh, one eight nine in twenty nineteen, home runs per nine. One four three the year before. So definitely vulnerable to the long ball. These Pirates bats, not a team I look to a ton, but there is a little bit of pop in like the middle in the uh, Josh Bell, Colin Moran, Brian and Reynolds kind of a uh, space. So not the greatest hitters. You know, Reynolds as one five nine projected ISO. Moran one four seven, but they can turn on the ball from the right guy, and this could be that guy. So might be a sneaky little play there. Have to see how they rank out the top stacks.
1: Yeah, when I was doing the early bird podcast last night with Adam, of course, we were talking about this, this Pittsburgh lineup, not exactly a lineup that uh, you're you're looking at uh, outside Josh Bell. I mean, just looking on DK, uh, you know, 4,900. Is there
2: another favorite bat on the Pittsburgh side of the equation? You know, a guy I like to get to, and he's not like eye-popping in the uh, in the stats, but he does a fair amount with uh, both the bat and the legs, is Kevin Newman when he's hitting him toward the top of the lineup at shortstop. Just a weird little oddball type of shortstop play does enough for me that he can generate fantasy points on the right day. So if I'm going to this stack, that's somebody I like to build into it. But I mean, Bell is obviously the best bat on this team.
1: And on the other side of the equation, is there a favorite bat uh, that, you know, really has you intrigued? I know you've always got your, your home run tool up there at Osmo.com. People got to check out that article. Uh, is there someone that uh, really
2: has you intrigued? I think uh, typically when I look for power on this team, it's, you know, I call that lefty power, but uh, he's a righty, but CJ Crone, uh just packs a Ton of wallop on this team. So he's got by far the best home run mark on that. Uh, he's up over 12 in my uh, little home run model there. So anything over 10 is a good sign. So he's creeping up into that, you know, really good chance they hit a home run de- uh, territory. So he's 2700 on DK 2800 on FanDuel great price. So that's a guy I might uh, definitely take a look at if I'm leaning into some tiger stacks.
1: Uh, then we got the Braves and the Phillies. Uh this was a, a, a matchup that me and Adam talked a little bit about last night on, on Early Bird, especially with, you know, Atlanta uh leading the league in strikeouts. You got, you know, Vince Velasquez going for the Phillies. Uh you know, obviously his price is 6900 uh over on on DraftKings. Is is that a, you know, a lower, you know,
2: salary pitcher that you're looking at? Yeah, I think so. Particularly on the two site, uh, the two starter site. You know, there's a couple really high end guys on FanDuel that I'm probably just going to uh, lean into and kind of ride some of the uh, pitching chalk today. I think just the way the early uh, projections are breaking down. I'm not pulling the greatest projection on Velasquez, but I haven't had a chance to dig into it, so I think maybe something's just wrong with my innings projection because I do like him. There are plenty of strikeouts available in this lineup. He's a kid that we know can strike guys out. He's 26 percent ish career strikeout. 9% walks, you'd like to see that a little bit lower, but it's not tragic. He's a guy who's going to put guys on base. Uh, he's a 199 home run for nine last year, so if you guys are on base, he is vulnerable to that big long ball, so that's what we got to worry about. That's what he's got to avoid. Um, so you could run into one of those starts where he racks up seven, eight strikeouts, but then gives up A home run, you know, a three-run homer, a two-run homer, and he's behind the eight ball on your points and you're not getting what you need from him. So he's never been a guy I trust, but I think for that price, he's a guy I'm going to go to 6,300 on FanDuel. So super cheap, lets you do basically anything with bats over there.
1: You know, Adam had mentioned to me about the left-handed bats for the Braves going up against Vince here. Um, and, and Freddie Freeman is obviously someone you mentioned. Of course, you got to pay up for Freddie, Freddie, Freddie Freeman, 5,200, uh, the third most high salary bat in this game. Uh, are you targeting those left-handed bats just in case, you know, Vince, uh, you know, maybe starts having the walk issue and, you know, and, and things along those lines? Yeah, this is one
2: where I'll probably have both sides as far as that goes. I might even mix in a little bit of the Atlanta pitcher just to get different. I don't think he's going to be super popular, but uh, taking a look at the Top Stacks tool, they're in the top 10 of uh, stacks on FanDuel and in the top five on DK. Getting a little bit under-owned on DK, so it's probably a good spot there. A little bit over on FanDuel, but nothing tragic. Very, very playable team ownership. Um, So that's something I'm definitely going to poke at a little bit. I've got very solid home run marks for one, two, three, four, five Braves over 10 in my home run model. So they're pulling a lot of power. Uh, Emac hit them in his spotlight hitters last night. He beat me to the punch. I was going to cover it, but instead <laughs> I just dropped the link over to his column and went on. Uh, but it, it is a spot that I like. Uh, Freddie Freeman definitely the, uh, my favorite bat as, uh, as far as the left handed power goes. Nick Marcakis coming back into this lineup could be sneaky as well. Left it, left the, uh, not a ton of power, but a lefty bat, somebody that people aren't necessarily going to be all over as part of the stack.
1: Of course, you mentioned about your article over at awesomeo.com right now, uh, free premium content today, the MLB player ranking. So you definitely want to check out that. Uh, I'm always checking out Terry's home run article every day. That's, that's like a go to article you. for me. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Thank you very
2: much. Yeah, yeah. that one I give, uh, you know, the one where I give uh, the team by team home run pick and then uh, make my home run call. So, Eh, just got off the Schneid the other day with the home run picks too, after a uh, cold week with uh, the George Springer pick the other night. So, Oh, good about that. Hey, hey, Look, we're, we're, we're all, we all dig the long ball. So we're, we're
1: trying to find those long balls where they, where they may come from, uh, you know, uh, the Philly bats, obviously, you know, at the top of is Bryce Harper. Um, you know, JT, we talked about what he did last night. He's always a guy at the catcher position that I'm always interested in uh, of what he may do. Um, is there some other bats that, uh, you know, are kind of in your
2: liking? Yeah. This Philly lineup is one that I like, you know, it's uh It's a team where the top four pretty much every day is a super solid little stack. When they're not popular, I love just mashing those guys together. Be really straightforward about this team and rolling them out. All four of them, well over 200 ISO projection. They limit the, well, they don't limit the strikeouts, but they're professional hitters, you know, and they're uh, all well over league average for uh, WRC plus uh, into the 20s and 35% range. You know, when you get to a guy like Bryce Harper is 35%, ton of power. He's leading my home run model for this team. Another one where I've got four guys on this team over 10, so there's a lot of power available in this game just across the board on both sides. Um, Jay Bruce, potentially sneaky, big lefty bat from later in the lineup. A uh, ton of power there, 2,600 on FanDuel, 31 on DK, super affordable. Not drawing a ton of ownership based on the early ownership projections, so it could be a sneaky spot against a uh, young starter in Kyle Redd. Of course, uh, this is the MOB strategy show here for the
1: Friday slate here on August the 7th. Of course, be sure to hit that thumbs up button right here on YouTube. That does help us out a lot. Of course, we are sponsored by Super draft. The future of daily fantasy sports has arrived. Experience Super Draft's exclusive game mode multiplier. Say goodbye to salary restrictions and a load of lineup freedom. Use your fantasy sports knowledge to draft any player you want and build your very own dream team. Countless line of possibilities lets you experience daily fantasy sports the way you want. Super Draft offers contests for NBA MLB. PJ, NASCAR, and MMA. So you can enjoy the best of DFS all year round. Sign up for Superdraft today. Use the promo code AUSSIMO10 and it's $10 free on your first deposit of $10 or more and $20 total free on your first deposit of $100 or more. Download the app store. Or play at superdraft.io. Superdraft, no limits. More winning, of course, you hear Terry talking about those tools we have over at Osmo awesome And get access to all those Osmo awesome Plus tools and content for MLB DFS with a Osmo awesome Plus MLB weekly pass for $15.95. This includes full access to Osmo's awesome leading player projections, ownership projections, and the all-new top pitchers tool and more. Get your pass today, and that is definitely something you got to check out there over at awesome Go to Osmo.com. Awesome Forward slash join. Uh, next up, we got the Marlins and the Mets. I uh, already seen some, uh, you know, comments there about uh, how about these Marlins. Uh, <laughs> you know, obviously they the storyline for the most part with them has been what's not been happening on the field. What's happening with them
2: in terms of coronavirus? But man, this team's playing some good ball. Yeah, I tell you what, what a what a surprise! And you know, it's uh, pretty ridiculous everything they've gone through. They're still well off league pace in uh, games played and getting things done. They're gonna have to. Really scramble at the end of the season. I think they have uh, something like 12 games in their last 10 days, just packed with some double headers against the uh, Nats and the Orioles in there. But they're playing good ball. You know, they're scrappy, they're getting things done.
0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void web prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: They're not a team that I, I don't think any of this is real. I think it's all smoking. <laughs> they're not a good lineup. But for DFS purposes, when they match up, when they draw a good pitching matchup, they're getting it done for us, you know? So they're not terrible here. Uh, looking at the top stacks tool, Miami's ranked... Kind of middle-ish, but like upper middle, you know, I think they're around like 12 if I'm just eyeballing this somewhere around there. And again, they're drawing less ownership than they are getting a chance of being the top stack here. So yeah, they're, they're frisky. Derek hasn't had to activate himself to play short yet. So uh, it, it's interesting. You know, I was expecting that Roger Dorn move from Derek Jeter. Good news, guys. I activated myself. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, so far, you know, we haven't seen that. You can get to, there's bats here. You know, Walk is not a good pitcher anymore. Right? He never really made it to good pitcher. He's a guy I was expecting to at least be a serviceable free for a few years, but never really put it all together. Um his home run per nine was up uh, last year. Uh, he was never over uh, 1.0 home run per nine, but last year in 126 innings with the cards, he was. Uh, seems like he kind of lost his feel for his changeup, at least early on in 2020. So I think there's going to be opportunity here. I think they're going to be able to uh, at least put together some, uh, some chances with runners on base. Get a guy like a Corey Dickerson, packs a good amount of power against a right-handed pitcher, against a weak righty starter. Um, is better on the other side of the split, but there's power available there. Uh, you get into you know like a Matt Joyce in the uh, good side of a platoon matchup if he's in the lineup late. So there are options here. It's not something I'm going to ride too heavy, but I'll probably build a couple Marlins stacks tonight. Uh,
1: on the Mets side, I know you you already uh, in your column you mentioned Michael Conforto in terms of the home run ability with him. Um, you know, are there some other bats that uh, you know kind of you're really paying attention to in
2: this spot? I mean, the big man Pete Alonso is always going to be a, a bat that jumps out of this lineup. ton of power, obviously, in that bat. Um, he's leading the team. Uh, I, I use Conforto. I like to you know, I usually pick from the top two guys, and uh, sometimes I go lefty-righty. Sometimes just somebody stands out more. So uh, I, Alonso was the top mark there, but uh, I like Jeff McNeil if he's back in the lineup. I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be in. He's in the projected. Uh, good lefty bat, excellent hit tool. He's going to be creating uh, opportunities for the big bats behind him. Probably going to be one of those guys if Conforto or Alonso hits a home run, he's going to be one of the guys scoring some runs. He's going to be a key part of that stack. I'm not the biggest fan of Brandon Nimmo leading off, but he's another lefty up top that they can, uh, you know, similar idea. He's going to be a guy who's probably going to be scoring if these other guys go off. Maybe sneaky down uh, with an Ahmed Rosario from the nine spot as a wraparound in a similar kind of a concept. Speedy guy, uh, he can get on base. Not the greatest on base skills in the world, but – Another guy who could benefit from being ahead of the big hitters in this lineup as a, as a wraparound. We're sacrificing a plate appearance to get to it. Very, very inexpensive shortstop on uh, on FanDuel. 3900 on DK. A eh, little bit more than I like to pay for him, I think. So maybe more of a FanDuel play there. Anyone you would
1: label as your top value play in this game? Um...
2: Yeah, maybe we could steal some sneaky quality from, like, a Dom Smith if we're looking for a super off-the-radar name. Lefty bat, some power in there, uh, 181 projected ISO uh, from Steamer. So, around league average, uh, not drawing the biggest home run mark. But a kid with lefty power going up against Sandy Alcantara, I don't hate it.
1: Uh, Then we got the Blue Jays and the Red Sox, and I know that uh, you're all on this Red Sox stack.
2: Yeah, much as I uh, dislike having to do that, sometimes I, I gotta go there. And uh, I think targeting Tanner Roark here makes a ton of sense. I think these uh, these Red Sox bats just have it all over him. I like the idea of Andrew Benintendi in the leadoff spot, even though he's been struggling. And uh, you know his struggles kind of started last year and they have uh, continued He had a down year last year off of where he was in 2018. What the expectations are for this kid, but there's still a ton of quality in that bat. Lefty leading off here doesn't strike out too too much. And leading directly into the Rafael Devers, J.D. Martinez, and their Bogarts portion of this lineup. Really, really like that as a stack. I expect them to be popular. All three of those names I just said are over 15% ownership on FanDuel uh, in the 15 to 10 range on uh, DK. So we're going to need to make some changes in this stack to get different with it as we build it out. Uh, But I think we can do that here. You know, We've got bats like Mitch Moreland, who on this side of his splits is a killer and tends to go not totally under-owned, but – Disrespected a little bit, I guess, for uh, what he should be when he's on the uh, in, on this side of a lefty righty. So, good amount of power there. I think you can do similar things with an Alex Verdugo, a Jackie Bradley, the late lefty bats in this lineup, just to help you differentiate. Both of those guys are under 2% ownership on FanDuel in the 2 uh, 3 range on DraftKings. So, if those guys are in the lineup, I like looking for some of those sneaky lefties here. Is,
1: it, is this the day where E. Martinez finally goes yard?
2: You know, He's got a good shot at doing it. He's pulling one of the better home run marks he's had in uh, in recent days, and uh, yeah, Tanner Roark. Uh, let's see if I've got him here. Yeah, ugly home run for nine in the last three years. I think he's in like the one three one four range each of the last three years. So, uh, guy who definitely is prone to giving up the long ball, and he's a one two five career whip. Doesn't strike out a ton of people, so this guy is going to be allowing opportunities, putting guys on base. So, yeah, if JD gets into one, I think it could definitely go here. He's probably worth the money today.
1: Yeah. I mean, you look at this Red Sox team and I think, you know, four and eight after 12 games is, is surprising, even with the loss of Mookie Betts out of that lineup. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, Toronto here, in terms of what they could potentially do uh, against Weber, who's obviously, uh, not a great ERA to start the year out. No.
2: <laughs> a little rough. But is it, what was it, like 13-something, I think? Uh, 11.57. 11.5. All right, so he's brought it down. Uh, yeah, Weber, soft-tossing kind of a guy, uh, you know, works in the uh, 80s with his sinker changeup combination. Just not a target for DFS for me, ever. Uh, not a guy I'm going to be putting on the, on the mound at all on either site, even with his $5,500 price tag on FanDuel. There's just nothing there for me for DFS purposes. If you really wanted to do it on on uh, DK as a second starter at fifty three hundred, just to be weird with things, I don't think you're getting a good score out of them. But maybe if that helps you build something, um, I don't have all the pricing listed in front of me. I'm just going guy by guy. So in that role, maybe, but not a guy I want to go to. I do like the bats here. Um, you know, we can definitely. Find some opportunities against him. He's not super prone to giving up the home run, I don't mm-hmm. think. But, uh, you know, I think these kids can get to him here. And then you get uh, sneaky lefties with a ton of power like Travis Shaw. I was back in this lineup. You got Rowdy Tellez who has a bunch of power on this side of the split. Um, so I think some kind of a mix with the uh, second generation kids and, uh, and those two guys here could put together some good Toronto stacks. They're own more than I'd like to see up top as well uh, on both sites, so it's something to keep an eye on there. Keep uh, take a look where they fall in the top stacks tool through the day and uh, and decide that way how much you want to get to
1: them. I mean, I know you, you mentioned your article the eight one two four five Red Sox stack. Um, could that potentially ultimately be something that just be the ownership is so high on that that you could you know fade away from it a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, you always want to make that decision. You always need to be keeping an eye on ownership. The reason I wanted to build it as like a wraparound like that with Jackie Bradley, um, for some reason, I was probably a junior issue on naming site to site. So on FanDuel, I've got Jackie trending for uh, 0.1% ownership from our most recent morning update. So, I mean, if he's going to be – and I think it will come up from that number. But, I mean, if he's going to be low owned, that's a differentiation point that you can stick in. He's a guy a a lot of people don't love to roster. He's very cheap. So you can do different things with your lineup. And I think I called out Jose Peraza as another option, the right-handed bat. But he's a guy who can get on base, provide a little bit of speed from the bottom of the lineup. So I think there are enough ways to differentiate here that you don't need to get away from the Sox lineup. Um, just looking at the top stacks tool, if I can get it to pop up here, they're a little bit over-owned on both sites. But again, we're talking about like 6% probability of success to 9-ish percent ownership, so nothing tragic. You know, they're not dramatically over-owned. Uh, Toronto is actually the top stack on Alex's board right now, so I, I like that even better, seeing that. And the ownership is, again, around, around level like the Red Sox were. So two teams I'm going to dig into.
1: Twins and, and the Royals coming up next. Uh, twins are probably going to be a pop or stack as well in this spot. Uh, Adam and I talked about that last night on the Early Bird podcast. What's uh, What's kind of your take on this matchup?
2: Yeah, I, I'm on the Twins bats quite a bit, um, you know, pretty much always, uh, and they're showing a ton of power here again uh, in my home run model. I've got uh, Kepler Donaldson and Cruz all trending over uh, ten, well over ten in my home run model here. Like the chances for at least one of those guys to go deep, probably more. Uh, Junis, not a pitcher I love. He's uh, you know, twenty league average is kind of a pitcher, twenty percent strikeouts, six percent walks. He's not bad, you know, mid-high fours x fit for his career, so he's all right. He'll all have a little bit of him, um, but I definitely like targeting him more with the Twins bats than I like playing him. Uh, and I think we can get away some, with some good ownership plays here. Nobody's really trending for too, too much popularity. Looks like Donaldson, if he's in the lineup, is our most popular guy on FanDuel uh, on both sites, actually. And then you get quality. Nelson Cruz, not really too popular. Eddie Rosario trending under 5% on both sites. Uh, lefty against Jake Junis. So I like that spot, um, you know, so I, I think we can build some very nice looking twin stacks here. Nelson Cruz is having a great year so far. Yeah, the guy's just <laughs> ageless, ageless killer of baseballs. You know, the only the only thing we're not getting here is him against a lefty, but I don't think it even matters <laughs> in this matchup, you know. Nelson can take anybody deep, and uh, yeah, he's over uh, 13.12. He was second or third highest overall in my model today, I think, so. Love the uh, love the marks on Nelson today.
1: I mean, this Royals team. It, it seems like every day I'm looking at a stack on the Royals. Every day when I'm, I'm building my lineups, I mean, and, and we, you know, I, I know me and you on the Early Bird podcast have always talked about Sal Perez at that catch position. He's always going to be someone you're going to be looking at. Um, but in terms of obviously, we all know the the top guys at Royals lineup. You're going to look at who are some other guys that
2: maybe could have some low ownership that you believe are intriguing. Yeah, so we saw Witt do it last night, and he's at the top of this lineup again, and he's drawing around 1% ownership on both sites in our early projections. I mean, it's, you know, he's not a guy I love to go to all the time, but he's one of the better bats on this team. He's in a good spot hitting in front of all the big RBI guys that we like. So he's a guy I'll probably build in. I liked him better when he was uh, available at middle infield instead of the outfields, but I'll take it. Um, Then you look down, you get to like a Michael Franco. Or, I'm sorry, it's a lefty-lefty, so I don't love Franco there. But uh, maybe a Ryan McBroom, uh, if he's uh, batting fourth. Uh, Alberto Mondesi, you know, hitting down line up a little bit. Not out to a hot start, but a shortstop at a decent price, low ownership. Don't hate that there. So I'm going to be looking at some of those guys as I'm building uh, building royal stacks. Smelter's a guy I want to target. Has problems giving up the long ball. Uh, he's uh, one home run per nine for his career in 53 innings. So, you know. It's not a huge sample size, but he's had issues with the long ball over his career. So I think these Royals could get to him. I think they could be frisky again tonight.
1: Merrifield had a great game last night, scoring 30 points on DK, uh, along with what he'll he'll do with his bat. Uh, Also got a stolen base as well. Uh, He is 5700 on DK. Uh, Does that price
2: concern you? did not notice that. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit of a big price tag to pay. He's the uh, highest price by far on that team. So... You know, that's probably what's suppressing his ownership to the levels that we've got it at. So if you're paying up, you're probably paying up to be contrarian with him. So I don't hate it still as part of the uh, Royal stack, but it definitely makes it more difficult to build that lineup out. You might have to do something funky with pitching that you don't feel totally comfortable with. So I don't know that he's a guy I would sacrifice coming down two or three levels in uh, my pitching tier to go to mm-hmm. work a Merrifield. In you want to reserve a play like that for... You know, a star type player, and Whit Merrifield is not a star type player. So, Man, yeah, I mean, don't love it there. Only 30, yeah, the next thirty-three on FanDuel, much much more affordable. Yeah, the
1: next highest uh, price salary on DK is Nelson Cruz at four thousand nine hundred. I think that tells you a little bit
2: of something there. That's yeah, wow, that is crazy. That how could I can't justify that disparity in my head between Whit Merrifield being twelve hundred more than uh, the Nelson Cruz, but there or eight hundred more other. But there we go. Uh, then we got uh, the Reds and the Brewers. Reds and the Brewers. Let me click over here. So, uh, yeah, good pitcher in this one. Finally, one of the uh, top guys. I believe Bowers, my top uh, projected pitcher in FanDuel today. If I'm clicking over there. Yeah, so I've got uh, Bauer and then uh, a couple guys I need to poke around and see what's going on with in uh, Urias and Boyd, who I don't love at the top of my FanDuel board, uh, and then into a Luke Weaver, who I do like, who we'll talk about later. So I expect big things from Trevor Bauer against this strikeout-prone lineup. Um, he's an absolute ace. We know he's a stud, 27 to 30% strikeout uh, the last couple of years, 8 to 9% walk guy. One four four home runs per nine last year, so every now and then he's going to give up a long ball. But this is the kind of guy we'll take that with. We're not worried about the uh, occasional solo home run that he's going to give up. He's sitting enough guys down with that arm and with the uh, with the strikeout that he's not likely to give up the grand slam, the three run home run, the two run home run. He's more likely to give up a solo shot and not do too much damage to his score. So he's a guy I expect to be rostering in spades this tonight. Uh, only seventeen point four percent ownership on FanDuel. I expect to be going over that on, on Bauer. Don't expect to be getting to a ton of brewers bats um, with that. So.
0: Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What about the Reds
2: bats? Reds bats against Bauer, uh, against Lauer rather. <laughs> Tricky uh, Bauer-Lauer spot. Uh, yeah, I think that's a spot I do like. I'm um, just taking a quick peek, clicking over the top stacks tool. Looks like they are trending slightly under on FanDuel. Uh, they're, you know, top, upper mid. They're in the top half of all stacks uh, as far as the rankings go. And reasonable percentage for success. Uh, there's a big clump of teams in the middle around like that 3 to 4% mark uh, for FanDuel. So keep an eye on how that shakes out through the day. And look for those teams that, you know, kind of slip down the list, but the percentage is still about right and the ownership drops. Uh, so if the Reds fall into that category more, it's probably going to boost the amount that I'm interested in this team. Um, on DK, they appear to be getting a little bit more appropriate ownership, but they're bats that I like here. Uh, we see a ton of right-handed pop with Eugenio Suarez here, so uh, definitely a guy to build around. Not overly priced on uh, on FanDuel, only $3K. Uh, 10% ownership, so that's very, very reasonable there. Uh, Nicky Castellanos is another right-handed bat I like in this lineup. Nick Senzel. A uh, big up-and-coming uh, kid who is a top, top prospect, plays a number of different positions, excellent hit tool, uh, puts a little bit of power into the ball, more a line drives kind of a guy, but can drive one out of the ballpark every now and again. So I guess a weak lefty like Lauer, I think we can play some of these righty bats and then you've got you know quality in the left-handed bats like Joey Votto. So I think there's a ton to be done with this Reds lineup for sure.
1: On the Brewer side with the bats, Kristen Yelich, I know uh, there's been so much made about, you know, his struggles to start. Uh, you know, he did get a home run uh, last night, um, but, you know, everyone's, I, I, whether it's ESPN, MLB network, they're all kind of talking about it, his struggles, obviously, but he's still a guy that you have to pay up to get. Is he still in this position where you're, you're at this point of like, man, I, I want to see a little more consistency before I
2: start trusting him? Not for me. Christian Yelich is a guy. I, I'm a numbers guy. I believe in your career numbers. I don't believe in the short sample size. Uh, we're you know however many games into the season. Mm-hmm. He's uh, just taking a look here in 2020. We're talking about um, 43 plate appearances so far. So do we really want to change our opinion about a former MVP, a guy like Christian Yelich, based on 43 43 plate appearances? The talking heads in baseball love to bring these things up. Uh, they don't necessarily get math. One of my favorite things in baseball broadcasting is trying to watch Alex Rodriguez talk about math. Um, They just don't always get how these things work and how the numbers work. So, yeah, don't sweat that. Um, If you're prone to paying up for stars like Christian Yelich as one-offs or whatever, and you like paying for Yelich, you like paying for Trout, don't let something like that dissuade you. He's a mandatory part of Brewer Stacks unless you're skipping him specifically to be different, but never skip him for quality reasons. This is Christian Yelich we're talking about, MVP candidate. I'm telling
1: you I love just going around on MLB.tv going game to game and just and more listening to the road broadcasts since you know they're not there. Right. You know they're back at their home stadium
2: just to hear what they're talking about. Right. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting filler going on too, with some of these games, you know. It's not not quite to the KBO levels where they had people like, you know, touring around uh, in like Busan, you're going from shop to shop, eating unique food and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's, it's fun watching them uh, stretch for things to talk about, like in their basements and stuff and, you know, the pictures on their walls and everything.
1: The one that cracks me up every time is when I see the sideline reporter in like center field in the, s- the stands and it's that person and their cameraman and that's it.
2: I'm yeah. kind of sitting there going, do you really got to place that person in the field? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. They, can't, they have to go all the way there and stand all alone. It must be so weird too, to be in like a cavernous ballpark like that with no one else. and Just hearing the sounds of the game in that, uh, in that unique setting and everything. They had, I don't know if you caught the, uh, it was a Yankees game. I think it was on Fox the other day. They had uh, Kenny Rosenthal stashed kind of like that. I think he was down the third baseline and judge cranked one, uh, you know, a home run, you know, 450 feet into the stands and they were teasing him saying, hey, go get the ball. Go get the ball. And he was going to do it. They had him willing to break protocol, the quarantine protocols to go get the home run ball until somebody shut it down. He was on his way to go do it.
1: Two Yeah. That, that's the one thing about baseball broadcasts. There's a lot of dead time. So it's all, you know, it could be, you, know, especially if there's a good, uh, communication between the two guys in, in the booth you can get some good ones there but uh moving on we got the Indians and the White Sox yeah you know, I feel like every time we do a show together we always talk about in, that Indians infield
2: yeah yeah for sure it's something that you know I, I bring up constantly it's a play that I just like to make you know and uh today they're just taking a peek here uh going against Cease, Cease is a pitcher I like kid with a lot of upside um we can't rely on him yet he's a Guy I'm going to have in my lineups as far as the pitching side of things, but I'm also going to be targeting with these Indians bats because he's just unreliable. He doesn't have control command yet. Um, So he's more likely to put up a game where he's putting a bunch of guys on base and giving up some runs here than he is to put up a 10-strikeout game, especially against this lineup. That infield that we're talking about, they hit one through four in this lineup. They all limit the strikeouts. It's something that we've touched on a number of times. Josh and I talked about it yesterday. Uh, But, again, they're all projected for – 16% 16% strikeout, 17%, 13 14 So these are guys that just have patience, and a kid like Cease is going to struggle to sit them down. There are plenty of strikeouts available in the back end of this lineup. So he could pick up a decent score. You've got uh, you know, Zimmer's in the lineup. He's over 30. Uh, Domingo Santana's over 30. You've got Fran Mill uh, in the mid to high 20s. So there are Ks in the back end, but I think he's going to struggle with that top end of this lineup. And that's where I want to make most of my moves as if I'm building stacks. Get some of those guys – Three to four of those infielders, and then build in a, a Fran Mill, build in a Zimmer Swallow strikeouts, build in a Domingo Santana. Hope you get the long ball out of one of those guys with some of these others on base. But we know a, a Jose Ramirez, a Francisco Lindor could definitely put up a big game on their own. They don't need that help from the back end.
1: Okay, if I say favorite bat for you in this game, and you
2: cannot say Ramirez and Lindor, who isn't? Fran Mill Reyes. Despite the despite the strikeouts, I love the power in that kid's bat. Uh, he's got my highest number uh, in my home run model thirteen six one, which I think is over what I said for Nelson Cruz. So he's way up there as well today. So mm-hmm. that's a power bat that I like to get to a lot. Eight percent ownership on Fanduel uh, looks like point 0.1% in our DK projections ownership wise. Only thirty eight hundred in the outfield, probably hitting fifth in that lineup. That's a spot I like. What about when the White Sox side of it? White Sox side, a uh, team that I like getting to a lot. Um, you know, it's it's a team I've been playing a fair amount so far this year. Favorite bat wise, I would probably come down in the I, I called that Yasmani Grandal yesterday, just because I love him as a catcher play, and again, he's mm-hmm. going to be in that three to five percent own range. So great, great spot. Not expensive on Fanduel, twenty six hundred on Fanduel. You can do weird things with that lineup if you play. Both him and uh, and Abreu, him and Edwin, do a rotation of those three guys between the catcher corner spot. Uh, I like doing that a lot with this lineup and then working in a guy like Yohan Moncada, the two outfielders in uh, Louis Robert and Eloy Jimenez. Uh, You've got a guy like Mazzara bringing some lefty pop late in that lineup, Uh, 215 projected uh, ISO from Steamer. So just a lot, a lot of power here. Um, against a guy like Savali, we've seen him put up a couple good games, um, but he's not a guy I trust. Four seven seven projected fifth. Not a big strikeout guy despite the strikeouts we saw from him the last time out, so I think this is a guy that they can get to with bats. Um, take a look where they rank in this top stacks tool here. I'm uh, actually curious about that today. Not a great spot for them in the top stacks. I'm actually a little surprised. They're uh, fifth from the bottom on DK, fourth from the bottom on FanDuel, so I'm going to have to poke around and see what Alex is seeing there that I'm not. Maybe he likes Savali a little bit more Let's see if I have the uh, top pitchers. He's got Savale ranked, yeah, top uh, like eight, nine pitchers. So uh, I guess he's kind of, he's leaning into the Savale side a little bit more than that. And it uh, looks like he's got him trending for a uh, decent chance of being a top starter and not too much ownership on either side. So that could be a good pitching play and uh, get a little sneaky with it. Not what I was expecting to see there, but – That's why I love these tools that Alex puts out. I spend so much of my day in that top starters and top (laughs) stacks tool, just looking for those things that he's seeing that his numbers are seeing that I'm not because his numbers are better than mine.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same thing with you, man. Every day, I'm, I'm always trying to find a, a, an angle to to look at in terms of uh, you know the, the slate. Of course, uh, this is the MLB Strategy Show. Of course, be sure to hit that thumbs-up button right here on YouTube. Also, you got to check out the fantasy football package that we have going on right now as we are excited to bring you the inaugural season-long fantasy football and best ball draft kit using the same tools that have helped make Alex Osmo Baker the number one daily fantasy sports player. We have compiled a package that will rem- Revolutionize the way you prepare for our fantasy sports drafts for only $29.95. Our draft kits includes everything you need to prep, including rankings, projections, sleeper tools, loads of content from our experts, and the draft wingman. By the way, that is a great line. Draft Wingman. Yeah, not bad. Which yeah. will yeah, that's just a great, great good. term. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it will update your team projections in real time based on who you've already drafted. And as an added bonus, new FFPC members will get a $35 credit when you sign up for an Osmo awesome Draft Kit, which basically makes it free. Don't miss this one. Dominate your fantasy and best ball leagues today. Of course, also we're presented by, by Superdraft, and use that promo code awesomeo 10 and it's $10 free in your first deposit of $10 or more, and $20 total free in your first deposit of $100 or more. Of course, you can get uh, you go to Superdraft.io or in the App Store, Superdraft, no limits, more winning. Of course, it's all about those multipliers. You don't got to worry about the salary restrictions that you can have on, on other places, so you definitely got to check out Superdraft as well. Of course, uh, moving along the lines, we've got the Cubs and the Cardinals. And, uh, you know, of course, the Cardinals are kind of like the Marlins. The big topic with them has been coronavirus related. But uh, they are a stack I I know you got
2: some interest in today. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, Lester's not a guy I always target, but sometimes they just pop up in my model the right way. And this is one of those days for the cards, you know, going up against them. I really like the pricing on FanDuel. Only Paul Goldschmidt is priced over three thousand on Fanduel. On DraftKings, they're a little bit, uh, a little bit higher. But again, only Goldschmidt and Tommy Edmond are over four thousand over there. So there's a lot of deals to be had, and they are not currently pulling a ton of ownership. Uh, I haven't checked them in the top stacks tool, so I'll probably see where Alex doesn't like them either. <laughs> but uh, let's take a peek. Yep, they're ranked down toward the bottom again. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a spot I'm going to have to dig into and, uh, and see what's what on uh, on what my numbers are seeing, but uh, drawing less ownership than they should. So that's a play that's more for me than coming from the site's projections, but it's one I'm going to be making. Uh, I'm getting decent power marks here. Um, so Lester was uh, one two, eight home run per nine over the last three years, if you average it out. So he's gotten more vulnerable to the home run uh, over his uh, last couple of years. Very good numbers in Bush uh, over over 20 starts in his career over there. I picked that up off of MLB.com earlier. Um, so I'm not sure how much Alex bakes in uh, you know those uh, home and road numbers into his model, but maybe that's having an impact here. Um, I wouldn't expect it to, but it could be. Um, but I think there's a ton of quality in bats like Paul Goldschmidt. Tyler oneill has got a ton of pop as a young righty kid coming up here. Strikes out a lot. Uh, you could definitely get an 0 for 4 with 3Ks. But I like him to turn on one and uh, and potentially put up a long ball here. So the cards are a lineup I'm going to be playing.
1: I know you you mentioned Anthony Rizzo is your top uh, home run target here for the Cubs. Of course, uh, obviously, he's a, the highest salary bat uh, on DraftKings for for the
2: Cubs here. Uh, you know, kind of why do you like him in this spot? Yeah, big lefty bat, ton of power, uh, you know, guy going up against Daniel Ponce de Leon, um, He's a league average guy in the minors, so I don't expect uh, he had eight Ks in uh, three and two thirds the other day. I don't expect that to really, you know, hold up and translate in uh, in Major League Baseball. He gets decent strikeout projections from Steamer, but he's a four eight FIP uh, and more importantly, four two three walks per nine projections. So I mean, this is a guy who's going to be putting people on base. If Rizzo comes up with a couple guys on base and gets into one of those long balls, that's going to be a score that you need to succeed in uh, in DFS tonight. So. I really like that spot for him, and I'm getting good projections on uh, basically the whole top half of that Cubbies lineup. Um, I really like the spot. They're expensive on DK. They're owned on DK. On FanDuel, they're a little bit less popular, a little bit more affordable. So it might be a FanDuel play more than it is a DK play, but it's a spot I really like for uh, for that team today. And uh, that one, it looks like Alex does like a little bit better. They're uh, toward the upper middle in the Stacks tool, so uh, more aligned with the boss man on.
1: Now, when you're looking at the money line, the second biggest favorite of the night is the Angels taking on the Rangers, uh, minus 162 for the Angels. uh, First off, let's talk about the Rangers. It's obviously not exactly the lineup you're always looking at, but is is there anything on the Rangers side that uh, intrigues you?
2: So I'm getting a good home run mark, uh, which I pretty much always do on uh, Joey Gallo. He's just got a tremendous amount of power in that bat. 289 projected season long ISO from Steamer. Also 36% strikeout rate projected, but uh, 12% above league average uh, WRC+. Getting an 11.68 number on him on uh, on my home run model. Nice little projection. Drawing a fair amount of ownership. He's a guy that people know about. He's not surprising anybody. 3,900, if I can get to him for under 4K on FanDuel, I don't dislike it. There's not a ton that I love in this stack. Um, you know, maybe you get to a sneaky lefty like Willie Calhoun, who people don't really mm-hmm. respect yet, build in like a Rudnett Odor and his lefty power there, and then maybe play a quality righty uh, like an Elvis Andrews. Uh, Shinsu Chu gets disrespected up at the top of this lineup for years by DFS players, um, but he's, yeah, he's fine. He's not a killer by any means. Uh, decent projection, low ownership. I like Griff Canning, I think, more than I like this Texas lineup, though. Uh, he's a young pitcher that I, I get to a fair amount when he's when he's pitching. Um, upper twenties uh, strikeout percentage in the minors. Over 100 innings uh, pitched so far in the majors. He's around 25 and a half percent strikeout rate. So I expect that to go up. Plus curve, plus slider. Uh, you know, a lot of swing and miss generates a lot of ground balls. So he's a kid I like a lot. I'm not sure how much I'll get to him here, but typically he's not a guy I'm going to target with bats either.
1: Uh, Yeah, looking at DK, he's eighty two hundred. By the way, the other side of it, Lyles at seventy six hundred. You know, Canning. I I know. You know, maybe maybe he's a guy that could have some low ownership, and maybe that's a guy you could pivot to if you don't. Maybe maybe you don't say you want to pay up for say Trevor Bauer.
2: Yeah, you know, I was just taking a peek at that as you were saying it because I thought that might be where you're going, and he ranks out really well in the top pitchers tool, but it looks like he's actually popular. Uh, He's drawing, and not crazy popular for DK because it's only 20%. We're working at a 200 over there, right? So, yeah, as a pivot play um, or as a pay-up option at SP2, that could be really interesting. You're not going to be able to do a ton if you're going to uh, like a Bauer-Canning combo with your two pitchers. Uh, It's going to really limit what you can spend on bats. But if you can get into some of those value stacks, um, yeah, I, I definitely think there's quality there. Maybe get to like a sneaky Detroit value stack on uh, just looking at the value rankings on uh, on DK, see what you can do with that, and build in a strong, strong uh, high-end two pitchers over there. Don't hate it. On FanDuel, he's like double the ownership of what his, uh, what his percentage of success is, but he's the third-ranked overall starter. So he's a guy I'll probably have uh, maybe even a little bit more than I was expecting to.
1: Then we got the D-backs and the pods. Luke Weaver going for the D-backs. Zach Davies going for the pods.
2: Yeah, Weaver, another young pitcher that I like, uh, you know, uh, 26 and a half strikeout rate, fastball, cutter, uh, changeup uh, combination in his repertoire, 387 x XFIP. So quality, I think there's upside there. I think he's a kid that we're going to see more from. Um, so I like him in this spot. Pitching in San Diego, you pick up a little bit of uh, of park factor. There are strikeouts to be had here. Some of the guys, uh, some of the better hitters in this lineup can limit the strikeouts. You got Manny Machado is only around like an 18% strikeout guy. Tremendous power, 254 ISO projection. So, I don't love targeting the Padres, but I think we can get away with it here. I think there's enough quality in that arm, and the back end of this lineup is not overly strong. You've got uh, you know Francisco Mejia is fine Abraham Almonte. Jerkson Far is a bat that I like more for DFS purposes than for real-life baseball um, for the most part. So I think Weaver's a guy I'm going to get to a fair amount here we'll take a look at the top pitchers and uh, see where he ranks out. Yeah, he's, he's a guy that Alex seems to like. Again, another guy who's training for popularity, but not terribly so, not unplayable. Uh, so a guy I'm probably going to be getting to a fair amount and uh, probably limit the amount that I get to those Padres stacks.
1: In terms of, uh, you know, bats, um, you know, if – if you would say you were going to rank the top three bats in this game, who would they be?
2: Um, Just taking a peek through things. I would probably be targeting the D-backs side of things. Zach Davies, not a good righty. Um, five, two, three projected FIP, uh, only like five, seven, five Ks per nine, so just not striking anybody out. So we can target some of the power, and uh, you know, you pick off a Cole Calhoun lefty power. We saw an inside the park home run from him the other day. I would <laughs> lean more toward it being an outside the park home run <laughs> if he's going to do it, a traditional home run. But uh, yeah, that's a bat I like here, and I think you can do some some good things with the top of this Diamondbacks lineup. They don't look like they're drawing too much popularity. Uh, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Six hitters in a row, uh, all drawing over 200 ISO projection for the season from Steamer. So mixing and matching through some of those bats, quality pricing. Uh, you know, only two guys priced over thirty, over three thousand on Fanduel. More in the high threes, mid fours on uh, DraftKings. So a little bit less affordable, and drawing more popularity on DK. But I think this is a spot we can definitely target again. Zach Davies, pitcher that I like to go after with some bats.
1: Uh, then in Oakland, we've got the Astros and the A's Zach Grinke going for the Astros and Chris Bassett going for the A's.
2: Grinky, another pitcher that uh, you know, typically I like. He's not drawing the best projection for me today, though. So he's only he's ranked uh, a ways down my list. It looks like Alex has him sixth on both sites. So Grinke's going to be interesting to poke at. He's got a better probability on DK of being a top starter than he's uh, drawing ownership so that's something I might like as a uh, as a expensive pitcher pivot over on uh, on DraftKings if you're getting away from power, uh, you know, maybe get into a little leverage with Grinke. Not the greatest spot in the world, uh, but righty-righty, you know, he's taking on mostly righties in this uh, A's lineup. That's where they draw most of their power. Got to avoid Matt Olson and his big lefty bat in the middle, but Grinke's a guy who knows how to do that. Not a guy I worry about uh, ever rolling him out there. Big price tag overall on, uh, on DK at 10-5. Like him on Eight eight on uh, on FanDuel, so I wish I was getting a better projection overall on him, but I think that price tag is going to put him into my my FanDuel lineups quite a bit here. Um, if you want to target A's bats, I mentioned Olson. Uh, you know, tremendous lefty power there. We've got a uh, a guy like Marcus Semien leading off here. Is uh, you know was an MVP candidate last year. Ramon Laureano provides quality with his bat and his legs. You've got Matt Chapman that uh, can get into a uh, even in the same-handed matchup. So. There are guys to build with, but it's not a spot I'm going to be leaning too much into the A's uh, at all here. Bassett, on the other hand, I think is a pitcher that you can definitely target with those Astros bats. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of quality in that Astros lineup, as we know. So Bassett, not a guy I trust. Sinker cutter, uh, some swing and miss, but not a uh, not a very high-end starter. Uh, four or five-ish uh, you XFIP, know, uh, 57 games, so we've got a good sample of who he is, uh, and that's that's the guy that uh, you know that this pitcher is. So I think we can target him here. Uh, if Kyle Tucker's up top leading off, I like that as a uh, as a left-handed bat, low ownership, good price tag. Uh, we, then we've got the guys that everybody knows the Altuve's, the Bregmans. So it's a team that uh, isn't going to sneak up on too many people, but uh, I think we can get there tonight. Two more games, uh, before we get out of here. Of
1: course, come up here on awesome.com. Today we got the NHL strategy show, NBA live before lock. And then I'll be back, uh, at six o'clock for MLB live before lock, uh, Mariners and the Rockies. And well, if you listen to the early bird podcast, you heard Adam talk about, uh, his life for the, for the Mariners pitcher here. Did he? I, ha-
2: I haven't had a chance to catch it. I'm going to fire it up after we get off of here and uh, try to catch up on some of those ticks. I love hearing Adam talk pitching, so that's uh, that's intriguing to me. If Adam likes him, I- he's not a guy who's really on my radar, uh, but he did have nine strikeouts with 20 swing and miss the, uh, his last time out. So if he's changed something, if he's able to get it done, maybe just showing a little bit of growth, I don't hate that. You know, Rockies on the road is a team that's uh, definitely not the uh, same quality that they show us at home. They're dangerous bats Toward the top of this lineup, but there's also a lot of lefty hitting in this lineup. So lefty lefty could be sneaky. Let's see. Uh, let's see what Alex thinks on that call. Yeah, Alex has him ranked. Uh, looks like in the middle on uh, both sites, drawing far less ownership on FanDuel um, price based. I would imagine there. Yeah, five thousand on DraftKings. So gonna be a really really popular SP two on DraftKings. He's drawing about four times the uh, popularity that his probability of uh, success. So that might be a spot where you want to make a pivot as your SP2 and not go to him as your SP2 on DK. Um, At 7,200, though, he could be a little bit sneaky on FanDuel. It looks like Alex likes him over there. Um, So that's interesting. That's one I'll poke at. Not one I was expecting to uh, be too interested in, but I'm going to have to get into it. Senzatella on the other side, definitely not somebody I'm going to be looking at too much. Uh, Actually, a higher XFIP on the road for his career, 4.64 XFIP on the road. Doesn't strike anybody out, so... When you see a course pitcher with a higher xFIP on the road than at home, that's probably somebody you want to stay away from. I think. Of
1: course, uh, be sure to hit that thumbs up button right here on YouTube. Uh, I really do appreciate that. Let's let's try to get those those likes up to about eighty or so. Um, we can get hundred. Come on. <laughs> in terms of, in to yell at everybody. That's what's. <laughs> in terms of uh, the bats here, obviously we talked about the two pitchers. Um, And obviously this is this is Seattle. This is not Colorado. That That's obviously another aspect
2: of this. But uh, some bats uh, you, you like to point out. I tell you what, if we're talking about Sensatella not being a good pitcher, maybe we get into the Seattle side of this a little bit. You've got a big lefty uh, Kyle Seager that everybody knows about, but drawing under 2 percent ownership on both sides, not the worst price in the world. Getting a decent projection on him. Same story with Danny Vogelbach. Uh, you know, another big lefty bat here, drawing over 200 ISO projection. Better side of his splits. So maybe you build a small stack with those two, working like a Kyle Lewis. Uh, you know, big strikeout kid, but up and comer. A lot of pop in his bat. Um, I don't love the Dylan Moore, Austin Nola kind of plays, but Nola works, I guess, as a catcher if you want to if you want to do that. Um, so there are some plays to be made, I guess, on the Seattle side. The Rockies. Just to offset some of that uh, Kikuchi, especially on DK, if he's going to be that widely owned, I might attack that with some Rockies bats. Um, again, I'll dig into it a little bit to see what Adam sees. I definitely want to listen to what he had to say about him on the early bird there. But if Kikuchi is going to be like 28 30% owned on DraftKings, you can gain some ground on the field if these Rockies get to him. And We know there are quality righties you get, uh, Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story. The two of them on their own could do a ton of damage to this kid. Working are to Matt Kemp from back in the lineup. If Chris Owings is in the lineup, he's going to be a super low on sneaky type of play. So there are bats we can get to with the Rockies. And then you've got Danny Murphy. He can hit anybody, even though he's a lefty lefty. Um, so that could be intriguing just to look to as a leverage play on, on draft kicks and the
1: final game of the night is the Giants and the Dodgers. The Dodgers, the biggest betting favorite on the slate tonight. Uh, you know, obviously Smarja on the road here. Um, Dodgers, uh, are they in the uh, – is that a stack you're, you're kind of – you've been really
2: d- diving into? Yeah, they're a stack I like to get to a lot. You know, they do a ton of stuff from both sides of the plate. Mookie's back in the lineup here, so – Love what they do up top with uh, Jock Peterson leading off, especially against a righty. A uh, you know, ton of power in his lefty bat. Uh, so I really like that. And then playing down into the obvious names, the Mookie and the uh, Cody Bellingers of the world. Um, Max Muncy hitting fifth probably. Uh, I like him in the middle of the water here. Maybe a chance to pick up some more RBIs than he does when mm-hmm. he's hitting second. Get him on the back end of this stack. Uh, love Corey Seager. He's been smoking the ball all year long uh, as a lefty shortstop. So ton, a ton of plays, ton of offense in this game. Gonna be pretty widely owned, but you can make things happen by building in like a Justin Turner, who not a lot of people like to go to for some reason. He's been a killer bat for years in this lineup, and he's still only you know today he's drawing uh, under four percent ownership on DK, under seven on FanDuel. Totally affordable, thirty-two hundred on FanDuel, forty-seven on DK. I don't mind paying that for a quality bat like Justin Turner, even in a same-handed matchup. He can get to the shark here. That's not something I'm worried about. So yeah, I'm gonna be building Dodger Sacks for sure. Um, I expect that it's as I click over to the other tab here that it's going to be a play that Alex likes as well with that big run total. So, yeah, they're going to be top five, six stacks on both sites around level ownership. So definitely a play we can make and make comfortably. Anything on the Giants you think uh, people should be looking at? Uh, not a play that I love. Um you know, Urias is a starter. He's an up-and-coming starter, uh, getting a decent projection. He's my number two starter on uh, FanDuel right now. So I'm probably going to be attacking these Giants bats more with him than I am with uh, going to the Giants bats. Uh, just taking a look at Alex's top uh, pitchers here. He's got him around the middle, so maybe you can get away with a little bit with San Francisco based on what Alex is seeing there. Um, but their lineup... I don't even see in the top stacks tool. I think he might've accidentally left them out of the. Oh no, nope, there they are. They just, they had a heading on because <laughs> they're all the way down at the bottom. So they were covered in gray. I didn't see them. So yeah, bottom ranked team in the, in Alex's top stacks tool on both sides, not a spot I'm going to be going to too much. Um, maybe if you wanted to do it to try and pick off uh, some people who are going uh, to uh, Urias as a starter, but not a ton of quality in this lineup. Veteran bat like Evan Longoria, if you're going to do it, um, you know, a Wilmer Flores versus a lefty. You can always pick a Wilmer on the good side of his splits, but not a play I love by any means.
1: Of course, uh, we'll have MLB live before lock 6 p.m. Eastern time. We got NBA live before lock coming at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Next up here, I'm also, we got the NHL strategy show, so you want to check out that
2: as well. Uh, you know, Terry, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? No, I think we're good. Just keep an eye on, uh, like we've mentioned several times, you know, those two tools from Alex, top stacks, top pitchers throughout the day. Those are two absolute cornerstones of my process these days. And you can dig up a ton of good info there. So that's that's what I would say. Get on those tools, guys.
1: Of course, be sure to check out everything over at Osmo.com. Be sure to hit up Osmo.com forward slash join. Take advantage of that MLB weekly pass that we have up there and all the great Osmo Plus tools we have. So that is going to do it for the MLB Strategy Show. And I'll see you all later today on the MLB Live Before Lock Show.